Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Horse Cave, Kentucky with my good friend Sandra Wilson of KYGetaway.com. Sandra grew up nearby and stayed here because it's rural but not remote. She gets to meet visitors from all over the world while promoting the caves, attractions, and people of Hart County. In this episode, Sandra and I talk about exploring the Hidden River Cave beneath the city, feeding a kangaroo from your hand at Kentucky Down Under, and eating fresh Amish donuts at Farmworld's Bakery. Hear about these three amazing experiences, plus a bunch more. If you know someone that wants to visit Kentucky, I'd love it if you shared this episode with them. The show notes and our one-page guide to Sandra's tips will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash horse cave. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Whether I'm traveling for business or pleasure, it's important to have clothes that make me look good and feel great. I wear Bluffworks jeans, slacks, dress shirts, and blazers because they're wrinkle-free and are designed for the modern traveler. And if they get dirty, a quick spin in the washing machine, and they're good as new. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash bluffworks for a special offer and select from the latest styles so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Hey, Sandra, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lee. It's great to be here. Absolutely. So my family and I had the pleasure of visiting your area about a summer and a half ago. And we had such a wonderful time in Horse Cave, Kentucky, that I wanted to have you on the show to be able to share all the wonderful things to do there with, with the audience. Well, you know, most people think it's a tiny little town, but there are a whole lot of things to do here. And we were glad to have you here. Absolutely. Yeah. And so for people that aren't really familiar with Horse Cave, it basically it's about an hour and a half or so from Nashville and probably about 15, 20 minutes from Bowling Green. Uh, and one of the big things that people know about is Mammoth Cave National Park. So everything's right close, super easy, a little road trip to do. And I think it's definitely worthwhile to, to come out there and visit you. What's your connection to the city? Well, I am the tourism director. We have a city county tourism board and I am the lucky person who gets to work with all the wonderful tourism businesses and invite all the tourists to come and visit us. Oh, that's fantastic. And I think the thing is that although that's your job, it's something this is like uh, Hart County and Horse Cave is like basically in your blood because you've been there almost all your life, right? Yes, I moved here when I was eight years old and went away for a few years when I was after I graduated from high school, but I've been back for a long time and it's, it really is in my blood. It's home to me. Oh, that's fantastic. So uh, if you had to describe like the city or the people in just a couple of words, how would you do that? Outdoor adventures, how, what we like to say, most of all, uh, it's beautiful, friendly, fun. Nice. Uh, I can say for myself, for from our experience, it was fun going out there and checking out the wagons, checking out the you know the, the kangaroos, checking out the caves. So much fun to do, uh, and we'll definitely get into all that. If people are planning their trip to say to Nashville or Bowling Green and, and going to do a day trip or stay a few days in Horse Cave, what's the weather like throughout the year? And are there any like festivals or annual events that maybe somebody wants to plan their trip around being able to attend those? Well, actually, you know, we have a joke around here, and I think a lot of people probably do in different places. If you're here for a week, you can probably experience every season there is. In the wintertime, it's cool. We have a few snows every once in a while. 
but uh, it's not cold all the time. One day it might be in the 60s and the next day it might be down below freezing. So we always tell everybody just to be prepared when they come. In the spring, it's glorious and everything's blooming and it's wonderful. In the summertime, it's warm and all the fun things to do are there. Uh, we probably say averaging in like in the 80s, but, you know, cooler in the evenings and lots of fun things to do. The fall is my favorite because there's a, a cool breeze and everything is glorious colors. It's just fabulous. So you want to build a campfire and make s'mores and all that. So if you want to experience all four seasons with different things to do each season. We're perfect right in the middle of the continent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know what I found is coming from Nashville, you know, obviously it gets hot and humid and kind of sticky <laughs> during the summertime. One of the things I love to, to go do is to escape the heat. Uh, a lot of people go in the air conditioning and everything like that. Nature's air conditioning is the caves that are there in, in that area. You can go down to those caves and maybe you know, 90, 100 degrees or whatever with all the humidity up on the surface. But you go down to those caves, you got to bring a little uh, jacket with you when you go down there. You know, it's 58 degrees, we say, year-round in our caves underground. And when John Muir, the father of the National Park Service or the Sierra Club, came through Horse Cave back in the mid to late 1800s, he said all the people in downtown Horse Cave were gathered around the mouth of the cave. And he was right. The cool air was coming out and the, the beautiful green leaves were hanging. And at one point back in the turn of the last century, there was even a tennis court, a grass tennis court in the mouth of the cave. So we say we had the first air-conditioned tennis court in the world, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So it's just uh, different here. Oh, that's really cool. Now, I, I was looking through your website, and I, I noticed that there are some some different events that happen that seem pretty cool. Uh, there's like a jamming on the porch, I guess, uh, like local, like probably a like country and blues type of music that happened every Thursday night over at the historic Thomas House. That's right. At the Thomas House, which is owned by the city and part of the Hidden River Cave complex, it's a beautiful Victorian house. Locals gather uh, you never know. Sometimes we have it on Thursday nights because some of the more professional people might be having gigs on the weekend or whatever. But it is just your neighbor, your friend, a young man or woman trying to learn how to play and others who are retirees loving to share their music. It's just fun. They, they take turns like a jam where each one of them will pick a song to play. Uh, you can pull up a chair and listen, or if you love to do that, you can bring your own acoustical instrument and join in with them. It's generally bluegrass, country, and some old time is what they call it. But uh, whatever you want, and some people will join in singing, and it's fun to watch, even if you can't participate directly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like for me... The only instrument I play is the radio, so um, <laughs> <laughs> so I would definitely be in the audience watching and, and clapping and uh, encouraging everybody to go out there and do their show their skills. Uh, a couple other events that I saw that seemed pretty cool. There's the Hart County Fair that happens every July, and then also the Horse Cave uh, Heritage Festival that happens in September. That's right. Our county fair is one of the oldest county fairs in the state, and it's just a good old-fashioned county fair where there'll be 
people bringing in food they've made, things they've grown. But we also generally have a carnival there with fun little rides. And then they'll have a horse show and different things like that. So it's it's just a fun thing to do. The Horse Cave Heritage Festival is on the streets of downtown Horse Cave, and it's based around music, different kinds of local music that goes on for on a couple of stages and it's free for a day and a half with uh, local booths and then we have exhibits of demonstrations that are going on. So it's one of those things that everybody brings the kids and comes out and enjoys the food trucks and the music and has a great time. Oh, that does sound like a great time, especially, you know, I, I always travel with my kids and it's nice to be able to find things like that that are family friendly. You know, everybody's having a good time, got some entertainment, got some food, and uh, can't ask for much more than that. Right. Let's take a step back. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm based here in Nashville, so it's an easy drive for me to come up there and visit. Uh, as far as where you're located, I think you're kind of about halfway between Nashville and Louisville. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah, it's a little bit over an hour to Louisville, just depending on what side of town you're going to, and a little over an hour to an hour and a half to Nashville. So we're right here in the middle of that and easy access either way. So if you were going to fly in, usually people just check and see which schedule or price is the best for them because there's a lot of fun to do at either places where you're and on along the way when you're coming in. Absolutely. And then, you know, for people that are, you know, they're kind of like trying to stamp their passport at all the different national parks. Uh, if you're going to, to Bowling Green and, and Mammoth, Mammoth Caves, it's right there as well. I actually learned about Kentucky Down Under, which we'll talk about in a minute, and, and some of the other local attractions. As I was driving from Nashville to Indianapolis to go pick up my car a few years ago when I, when I bought a new car. And so if people are, are kind of traversing that, that north-south roadway, that's another option if you're doing a little road trip to come on down that way. Oh, yeah. I-65 is just like a river flowing down through here with with people traveling by and then realizing what we have here. Mammoth Cave National Park is, you know, an international biosphere. Mammoth Cave National Park is so large. It's in three counties here, 53,000 acres. They have 80 miles of trails above ground. And of course, it's the longest cave in the world. So we have known tourism in our area for more than 200 years. And we're used to welcoming people to the area. So when people come to a national park, like they do and love to go to, they always like to experience where they are, the locals. And that's who we are and where we are. So we're able to welcome those people here. And then we can attract them back to our wonderful options that we have in our area. Absolutely. I think one of the things about Mammoth Caves National Park, it is huge. Uh, I think they've, they, they still haven't found the end of it, which is pretty amazing just in its own right. But I know that those tours can sell out You know, if you're not planning ahead and everything. Uh, or if you just really love caves, one of the great things about Horse Cave is that there are a few different caves that are located right there that are a little bit smaller, a little bit more accessible as far as price and uh, availability as far as schedule, too. There's actually a cave right there in your downtown, correct? You know, we kind of like to brag about it. (laughs) It is, it's right in the middle of downtown, right on Main Street in the middle of our National Register of Historic Places commercial district. 
It snakes in and under the streets and sidewalks. It is the largest entrance in the entire area. And you know the biggie is in our area, Mammoth Cave. So we will tell you that the natural entrance right there on our main street in our tiny little downtown is the largest natural entrance. And it's just, it's breathtaking. It's a river-formed cave, so all the caves have their own personalities. And this one has a rushing river. Uh, The trail goes along the edges of the rushing river. And now we have the world's longest underground suspension bridge that even opens up the access way farther to three dome rooms. One of them is the largest dome room in the region. It's three acres. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty massive. And then on top of that, there's actually like a kind of a cave museum above there as well. Yes, the American Cave Museum is part of the complex there. And it was called by the Nature Conservancy magazine when it was opened as a little bit of Smithsonian in rural Kentucky. And we're proud of that. You know, it's interactive. It talks about the preservation because the cave was once very polluted. And now it is one of the most inhabited undergrounds, biologically diverse undergrounds in the world. So you get to see a little bit of history and a little bit about animals and all that's included. All of that is a free tour of that really, really nice museum that's attached right above the cave. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. One of the things that it's also above ground there is there's actually like a rappelling option and a, a zip line. My kids were a little afraid. They didn't really want to do the rappelling, even though we, we we signed up for it. I got them on the zip line, though, and my son loved it. And my daughter, she was a little petrified at first. <laughs> but as soon as she started going, man, she she loved it. It's definitely a lot of fun. So if you're a little bit more of a, a thrill seeker, uh, that's definitely a great thing to do either before or after the, the cave tour. Right. And you talked about Mammoth Cave National Park's tours booking up pretty early. And it is important that anybody who wants to come, and you definitely don't want to miss the National Park, does need to go online and reserve their tickets there. However, the regular tour, the guided tour at Hidden River Cave, goes out every hour daily. And that does not require uh, reservations ahead. Now, they also have an extreme wild cave tour at Hidden River Cave that requires reservations. And right now, for the last couple of years, the zipline and rappel also require reservations, but those can be done online. Perfect. Yeah, we'll definitely include links to that in the the show notes for sure. Now, I know in this area, when we're driving around, there's a lot of other caves as well. Uh, One of them is actually at one of my favorite places to go, Kentucky Down Under. They actually have a cave there as well. I think it's called the Onyx Cave. Is that correct? Well, it's Mammoth Onyx Cave, and it is right on top of the hill there at uh, Kentucky Down Under Adventure Zoo. And it's a completely different cave. I joke that my caves are like my children. They're all different and they're all special. This one is a, a living cave, we call it, where the formations are being formed with water coming down from the surface. So you'll see a lot of stalactites and stalagmites there. It's a shorter cave tour. This cave was discovered in 1799 by a 10 year old girl. When she found the hole in the ground, her brothers got a tree and took the limbs off and lowered the 10 year old sister down in there. (laughs) So she gets credited with discovering that cave. But 
not only can you do that as part of your visit to Kentucky Down Under Adventure Zoo, but they have all kinds of wonderful animals to interact with and more than 30 kangaroos. So it really does, and I think you probably have experienced this, it really does give you a lot of entertainment right there in one space. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's so cool to be able to walk in there and literally pet the kangaroos, you know, feed them right out of your hand. Uh, there's some wallabies there as well. And uh, there's a lot of other animals too, which was really cool. There was like a, a cow milking exhibit. Actually, you could reach out there and my son, you milk the cow, there's a camel and like some other things. So it's, it's really cool to be able to have so many different animals there, you know, so close and Every time we've gone, it's never been that crowded. So it's it's not like you know you're at one of these massive zoos where you know you're standing in, in a crowd of like 30, 40 people. It's literally just you and, and a handful of others that are right there, and and so you get some quality time to be able to interact with the animals and, and learn about them. Well, that's one of the things that does surprises a lot of people is that we have all these things to do, and we have we're a tourist area because of Mammoth Cave National Park and our other assets. But it's not crowded. So you can experience these things personally. You can have a small tour. The tour guide can talk to you. You can interact with animals there and at Dutch Country Safari Park and and feel it's an intimate experience. It's outdoors and it's fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just going to say that whole area, there's uh, actually a, a pretty sizable like Amish population as well. And one of their attractions is the the Dutch country safari. That one's a little bit different because it's not, you're really not like walking in like you are with the Kentucky down under. You're actually, you actually drive through the safari park and it was pretty funny. We actually had our windows rolled down when we went through and a camel stuck his head in, <laughs> in the car. It was uh, like my kids and I, we were just laughing and joking and you know, I had put the car in, in park so that way I didn't like roll over it by accident, but we were just dying laughing. Well, you know, in addition, after you all came during the fall, they began hayride through the park. In addition to the drive through, you could make, you know, take your choice. And the people love that so much. They do the hayride now daily. So they give you food to feed. You're inside a really secure wagon that you can go around on the hayride. You're sitting on bales of hay. And it's fabulous. And I love asking the owner who drives you, the Amish gentleman who drives you, about the animals because they're from all, I can't believe they all live there together. And they're all from different continents all over the world. So he can tell me what the name of the animal is and what continent they're from. And you hate to say to a kid, it's educational, but it is. And you want to just tell them it's fun. For sure. That, I love looking out for things like that, where it's like, they call it edutainment, where it's a little bit of education, a little bit of entertainment and all rolled up into one. Actually, be after you're done with the ride, they have a little pen where there's all the little goats, the little small goats. And I, I thought my daughter was going to try to bring home one of those goats because she 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 got attached to one of them and like was holding it and kind of carrying it around for a while. And and I, I had to remind her, I'm like, okay, that's not a stuffed animal. We don't get to bring it home. But <laughs> yeah, well, I was talking to the owner a little while ago, and I told him we were talking about animals and what he was, you know, if he had any plans. And I said, you could probably just have a whole farm full of little goats because they just run and jump and they're so friendly. I said, but it is nice to have the extra area that they can go and pet and interact, you know, in this encounter area with the smaller animals. It's, it's a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Well, now one of the other things is obviously if, if we're going to stay and do so many of these different attractions and activities there uh, in Horse Cave, you know, maybe we're you know maybe we're driving through you know like a like a lot of families that are listening, they're driving through from like you know Indy to, to Nashville or wherever they're going, maybe all the way down to the to the beaches uh, along the shore and the, at the Gulf. If you're going to be doing all those things, it's going to get late. You're going to look for a place to stay. I know there's a couple different hotels there, but one of the unique experiences that that we got to enjoy was actually staying at the KOA. And I'm not I'm not a big camper. I don't like to lay on the ground you know, in a sleeping bag or anything like that. But we actually got, were able to stay in a Conestoga wagon. That that was a really unique experience. Well, you know, it is daunting for some people to think about camping, but this is not. You know, they have options for primitive camping at our horse KOA, but they also have some other cool options. And you got to stay in the Conestoga wagon, which is, I would think, the most memorable thing a kid could ever do. There's bunk beds and a queen size bed in there and they have it's air heated and air conditioned and they have like a microwave and a mini fridge and all that. But I mean, you still feel like you're on the trail and are still able to cook out and have the fire pit and the s'mores overlooking the beautiful greener green space out there. But the experience is remarkable. And then right next to that, they have some gorgeous tree houses that were finished after you all left. And they are definitely right up in the treetops. So, you know, they have cabins. There's just all kinds of options there that we call adventure lodging because the kind of people who want to go on these adventures also want to have a memorable place to stay. So we think that this is the perfect kind of lodging for the customer or the visitor who wants adventure at night. Now, we still have wonderful hotels for people to stay with the indoor pool and and outdoor pool and amenities. But the adventure lodging there at KOA has uh, mini golf and they have a pool and they have a playground and a bouncy pillow and all that. And all of this that we're talking about is we're out in the countryside. So it's gorgeous. Yeah, no, it was so much fun. And like I said, it was about a year and a half ago when we went and my kids are still talking about it today. They, they want to go back. They, they had such a great time. And uh, my wife was also, she's even less of a camper than I am. And even she had a great time. And so, uh, and I thought it was really cool at night, you know, before we went to bed, we're all kind of huddled on, on the bed, you know, playing, you know, some board games and everything like that. So it was, it was really cool, like family time to be able to hang out with the kids and and my wife that way. Yeah, I think that on vacation, you just can bond and experience things that maybe, like you all, you didn't think maybe that would be what you had planned, but it turned out to be even better than you planned. So that's what we try to do is we try to be honest about what we have here, but then we want to wow people before they leave. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and that way they want to be able to come back. Speaking of uh, coming back and, and we're doing all these activities and everything, we're obviously going to build up a, a hunger. We talked about the the Amish have the Dutch Country Safari, but there's also like a, a, a really yeah, unique Dutch restaurant, right? Like right near Kentucky Down Under? Right. We have uh, the largest Amish population in Kentucky, more than 700 Amish families. And one of the families owns a restaurant that is right there in front of Kentucky Down Under Adventure Zoo that uh, has the most fabulous pastries. Their Amish donuts are to die for. 
and that is Farmwalls Restaurant and Bakery. They also offer meals there as well. It is so close to the campground or the hotels. If you want to pick up things and take it back with you, it's really easy. It's it's just right there. So I tell everybody, and when I bring people here to show them around, I say, we start out the day with an Amish donut. <laughs> One thing that, to keep in mind, though, like I, I messed up the first time I, I came out there, is that they actually close on Sundays. So if you're going to go, make sure you hit them up on one of the other days of the week. That's right. All our Amish businesses, and we have, well, there are more than 100 Amish businesses in the county, but about 15 of them are tourist-facing. All of our Amish businesses are closed on Sunday, so we need to try to remind people of that. And sometimes, you know, when you're on vacation, you even forget what day of the week it is, and we have to (laughs) remind you that. Absolutely. Uh, one of the other cool uh, experiences that I found was uh, the Denison's Roadside Market. That that was a really cool, unique experience walking in there and, and seeing all the different food and preserves and everything like that that was on the shelves. And, you know, when you live in the country like this, we just take for granted things that other people are fascinated with. We have people tell us every day, oh, it's so green here. And we think, it's grass. But, you know, a lot of people don't experience some of the things that we have here every day. On Denison's Roadside Market is something that locals just rely on every day. They take advantage of all the things that are growing in season on their farm and surrounding farms that they bring in. Sometimes you're able to go out, depending on the season, into the field and get something. They have uh, the value-added goods that are made in the area, uh, handmade baskets and food products. And uh, if you're outside walking around, then you might even see their chickens are just roaming around in the parking lot around the area. (laughs) You can sit on the front porch and have a cold, soft drink from inside and just sit there in the in the swing and enjoy the countryside and watch people driving up and down the country road. It is just an experience. Absolutely. Now, a couple of other things I wanted to, to talk about as far as attractions and things to do. I thought it was really cool that when you were exploring the downtown area, there's a cell phone tour and there's some different markings. You can learn a little bit about the history of the, of the area. And then also for people that are more outdoorsy, that maybe not so much interested in museums and, and those type of things. There's a things called like the, the blue holes and like there's a, a really cool waterfalls uh, that's nearby as well. Well, you know, some people are not able to walk into a cave. You know, there's generally steps to the cave and Hidden River Cave has several steps to go down into and get out of. And some people want to have a cave experience, but above ground. So we have an award-winning cell phone walking tour that talks about how a tiny town grew on top of a cave. And in the sidewalks, the pathway of the cave is marked. My grandchildren used to jump back and forth and say, on the cave, off the cave, because, (laughs) you know, anytime you're in a cave, you wonder what's above you. And anytime you're close to a cave, you wonder where is it under my feet? So you get the story, you get the experience, and and that's always a fun thing to do. Okay, and then I forgot what else you talked about besides that. <laughs> the, the other thing is the uh, going to one of the blue holes and then you know, paddling on the on the river and and uh, seeing some of the waterfalls. 
Well, you know, we have Green River that bisects Hart County, and it leads right into the state's only national water trail. Green River goes into Mammoth Cave National Park. And we have five of the state's largest springs that are along Green River. 300 Springs has beautiful waterfall coming by. And so it's a wonderful paddle, just a nice, friendly paddle. Uh, that people love. And then along the another part of Green River, there are blue holes. Blue holes are blue. They are above underground caverns, and the water there is colder than the surrounding water. So you'll, you'll just come upon a spot in the river that is blue instead of green or like the rest of the river, and you'll know that you're right over a blue hole. Wow, that's so fascinating. Well, Sandra, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these tips. Yeah, even though I've been in the horse cave, I, I'm always learning more and can't wait to come back and visit. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visit a horse cave, where should they go and what should they eat? Well, I'll tell you right now, just this past year, Five Broke Girls, which is one of the local restaurants in town, was honored as having the best hamburger in Kentucky by the voters of the Kentucky Living Magazine. So you don't want to come here if you don't get the Hart Burger, named for Hart County and right here in Horse Cave. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, like we talked about, you grew up in the area and uh, you left for a little while and came back. So obviously it holds a big place in your heart. Uh, I'm sure you have some great memories. Uh, What's one of your most memorable Oh, my gosh. My best memory of Hart County. I would say my best memory of Horse Cave was when we finally completed the reclamation of the polluted cave. I was mayor at the time, and I got to cut the ribbon to open the cave to the world again. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. I remember hearing about that story uh, when we went on the on the tour, and I guess the the story goes like it used to be just more like a like a trash dump, right? And then they rec- reclaimed it and pulled all the trash out, so that way it, it turned it into the beauty that it is today. Yes, we have karst terrain here, uh, lots of limestone and sinkholes everywhere. Generally, in the world, karst terrain areas are the poorest because of the land and the soil and the terrain. And people would naturally, for centuries, dump things into the holes, into the sinkholes. So it was the most polluted cave in the world at a point. And the reclamation has been just world-class remarkable. Like I said, now we have one of the most biodiverse undergrounds in the world. It is a wonderful asset that for a long time was very heartbreakingly polluted. I'm I'm glad that uh, everybody recognized the value of it and and, uh, reclaimed it so that way myself, my children, and and future generations will be able to enjoy it. Speaking of good times and and, uh, positive vibes, where's the happiest happy hour in Horse Cave? Well, I don't know if uh, many people realize that even though Kentucky is the bourbon capital of the world, for years, most of the state was dry, which means you can't buy alcohol. And gradually, places in Kentucky have become either wet or moist, and that's a complicated, but <laughs> Horse Cave is moist. And we here in Horse Cave have only one place where you could actually buy alcohol, and that is the feeder restaurant. So that is 
on Thursday nights, the most fun, if you want to go for a happy hour, the jamming on the porch is normally for three Thursdays of the month at the historic Thomas House. But on the last Thursday of the month, it's at Feeder Cafe. So you can go over there, you can hear the jamming, and you can have a fun happy hour at the same time. Oh, fantastic. Nothing like having a good food, a good drink, and uh, listen to some good music. Exactly. Now, one of the things I always do whenever I, uh, whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. And I think the feeder is like the place where we went for, for pizza and my son had lasagna there. I think, isn't that like the best place? Exactly. So, you know, we're just leading into it. You got music, you've got your uh, alcohol if you want that, but they have the best pizzas. So they have a pizza buffet, but they also have pizza that you can order, all kinds of other food. It's a a really good option for the family to take when you're on a vacation. And we just say you got to fuel up for your adventure while you're here. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, um, obviously, uh, as a tourism director, you know, you're you're heavily involved in uh, in travel and, and tourism and trying to attract different people to come to your area. So What's one of your best travel tips as far as encouraging people to to travel and enjoy themselves? Well, I think that uh, getting to know the locals is a really important part, not to be afraid to talk to locals and not to be afraid to try something new and different. We're not exotic the other side of the world, but every place you go has some special local things to do and local things to eat. So talk to a local and ask them what they think is their favorite thing to eat here. Ask your server when you go to one of the attractions, ask them what they think is the most fun thing to do here. And they're going to give you a great inside tip. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and for people that are a little shy, maybe they're they're not as, as, as comfortable talking to people or reaching out. Uh, one, they're not going to bite. Uh, at least most of them won't. Uh, and two, that's what this podcast is all about, you know, because sometimes people just can't get over that hump as far as being able to reach out and talk to people. And that's why we have uh, experts like you on the show, for sure. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and, and what you do? Well, I tell the people I work with that we have the most fun job in the world. If you're a doctor or if you're a lawyer, people come to you with a problem. But if you're in tourism, they're on vacation and you get to tell them all kinds of fun things. My staff works Interstate 65 rest areas where 4 million people a year stop. And we're able to tell them about the wonderful place we live in. They also work the Traveler Information Centers at Mammoth Cave National Park, where we get to meet all the national park visitors and invite them to come outside the park and see the locals. So that's what my staff does. I've done different things in the past, but this is the most fun job I've ever had. Hey, nothing wrong with getting paid to to have a great time and, and ensure other people have a great times as well. Exactly. <laughs> well, right on. Well, if somebody has questions about uh, Horse Cave, Hart County, Mammoth Cave National Park, or anything else like that, what's the best way to reach you on social media? Well, you know, we are on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on TikTok. Our hashtags that they could uh, use is hashtag KYGetaway, hashtag Outdoor Adventure Capital of Kentucky. And I'm sure that they'll be able to find us there. Our website, 
is a great place to get a lot of information, but they can always message us on social media. Well, fantastic. Well, we'll definitely include links to all those in the show notes. And it's been great talking to you, Sandra. I had a great time and we definitely look forward to coming back and visiting and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Greatly. And I'm expecting you to bring your family back because they're so much more fun. What a wonderful conversation with Sandra. My family and I have visited Horse Cave a few times, and we love how such a small town has so much to offer within an easy drive of Nashville. You can find all the links we talked about today and our one-page guide to Sandra's tips at wetravelthere.com forward slash horse cave. We want to say thank you to Bluffworks for being an affiliate partner of today's episode. Bluffworks offers many styles to fit your needs so that way you can stay wrinkle-free while traveling. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks and use the promo code LEAD to save 10% off your order. Join us next time as we visit Wilmington, North Carolina to speak with my good friend Pat Stoy of mcmortgagegroup.com. In this episode, Pat and I talk about touring the battleship USS North Carolina, exploring the grounds at Airlie Gardens, and seeing the aquarium at Fort Fisher. Hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell me what you like most. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations. 